Welcome to Expanding Universes. This is one of your hosts, Victor. This is Cole. Hello. How are you all doing, guys? How are you, Cole? I'm doing swell. How That's, are you doing, Victor? I'm great. I'm doing really wonderful. Um, so we are here uh, to talk about fucking uh, Ewoks. The cartoon this time. Yeah. Uh, so I think... Um, this is uh, going to be interesting compared to droids, uh, just because it's, this is so much more of like a Saturday morning, like kids cartoon compared to uh, uh, droids. Um, a little more of a teen fan base there, tween, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Where this is like you know hardcore for kids, and I think that's you know explicitly why this series was made. I think it's like said that this was done for like George Lucas's daughter, I think, or something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, that um, tracks. But also to make money. Uh, of course. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually think this ran for a season before Droids uh, hooked up with it, um, and then it ran for one more season par- paired with Droids. I think. Mm. I think that's how it all went down. We did have that programming block we talked about last week with the uh, the uh, with Tony Danza. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. All them. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you guys are free to follow along with the uh, link that I'll be providing in the show notes. Or you can just listen to the episode as it is by itself and enjoy our commentary without visual accompaniment. So was this – so we, we watched Caravan of Courage a couple weeks ago now. Where does this fit in in terms of timeline? Do you, do you remember? Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad you asked. Um, so this apparently was originally envisioned as a sequel to Caravan of Courage and then the sequel to that, Battle of Endor. Uh, but then because of, like, the plot that they came up with, they had to make it a, a prequel. And I think it might have uh, to do with that one character dying that we were talking about uh, uh, before we started recording. Weechi? Is it Weechi? I have no idea. See, like... When we were watching Caravan of Courage, I had no idea who anybody's name was besides Wicket. Yeah. Because it's super unclear. Mm-hmm. I we mean, didn't have enough Burl Ives uh, voiceovers. I mean, to be honest, I, <laughs> I feel like I barely processed like that movie at all because the whole time I was just like focused on just making fun of it. And that's a really I'm, bad way to watch a movie. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad, but at the same note, it was like pretty fucking boring. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it was necessarily deserving of our uh, rapt attention. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. I think, I, think that, I think that's spot up. <laughs> All right, man. You want to get this going? Let's do it. I don't even know how many episodes we're going to watch because it's not like it has like you know distinct arcs like Droids does. Uh, okay, so I, I, that's what I thought I read about it online. I'm a little bit surprised, to be quite honest. I mean, it seems kind of like there should be... I don't know. Arcs are more fun. I don't know. We're also living in a very different era where serialized television is the norm, yeah. which was never the case before. I'm guessing they you know, weren't imagining that kids would be you know keeping up Ooh, with the storylines that's a very good point i didn't think about the the alter altered uh what do you call it audience yeah that could be it i don't know um very few kids shows i feel like were super serialized yeah for the most part well let's get started because uh let's there's so much to talk about with this uh so i'm just gonna hit the play button so we're starting on the playlist um and this first part uh like the droids episode is going to be the theme song uh so i am pressing play now. Oh, baby. Yeah, so this is um, done by, like, a blues musician, a famous blues musician. I forget his name. Interesting. This is... Wow. Yeah. 
What the what? fuck? I th- this guy. I'm th- speechless. I don't even. This guy's voice is just like really gravelly and kind of creepy and just uh, foreboding. And it's very ominous. Exactly like make uh, the glider. The glider's back. This is. What the heck? That's one of the worst theme songs I've ever I'm, seen. I, I've got nothing, man. It was very off-putting. What? What? What was that? It was. It was done by a blues musician. Um, I forget his name, but he's pretty famous. Um, I'm in the blues gonna world. look this up. This is. Cr- I, that was. Wow. Quite the intro. They all speak English, okay? Yeah, they all speak basic. Uh, I was reading that's like one of the controversies about this show. Who, <laughs> baby? Festival of Hoods. That sounds a little concerning. Hmm. It, will there be a burning cross at this festival of hoods? It certainly sounds and seems like it, given so the torches. These like fairy spirit things are back. Oh, the ones that commit mass suicide? Yeah, yeah, that cannon was established. <laughs> this is building on that cannon. <laughs> I mean, I do see the candle. We all know what happens when there's candles nearby. Oops. They just really straight up just make them look like bears in this. Like, they're just not even bothering making them look like the costumes. Probably because the costumes are so off-putting. With the creepy, unmoving eyes and mouths? Yeah, if you were to, like, realistically draw Ewoks, like, in an animated context, you'd be horrified. I would agree. They're like spider people. Were they riding spiders? Huh. Oh, no. No. They captured the sprites. How could you? What are these things? All right. The sprites are getting out. Why is there a bike spider? So he was riding the spider. I know, but, like, why? Um, The answer to that question is, why not? This reminds he's me. a bad guy. There's, like, a famous story about this insane Hollywood producer who is, like, obsessed with having, like, a mechanical spider in a movie. And he was, like, trying to force it into, like, every single movie he worked on. But, like, you know, the movies kept falling apart. And so he wasn't (laughs) able to get his mechanical spider. And he wasn't able to get it on screen until he worked on Wild Wild West. And that's how he got his mechanical spider. Oh, my (laughs) God. That's okay. Wow. Also, I never realized that that movie was, like, pretty derided. I always enjoyed it. It was fun. It was, like, steampunk. (laughs) I didn't see it as a kid. I I remember, like, TV. Like the marketing campaign being like kind of omnipresent, and I think that might have been the same year as Phantom Menace, actually. Really, ninety nine? Huh. That sounds about right, actually. Like time wise. Yeah, it was you know basically the lead up to the Willennium. To Willennium, truly. Oh, lady! So we do have Canon Lady Ewoks now. Oh shit! It's Babe the Blue Ox. <laughs> Except the miniature version. <laughs> Oh, wow. Man, the hijinks already. Like, this is more more kid-friendly than droids, for <laughs> sure. This is animated, so they can actually do stuff with, like, sophisticated sets, you know, 
for the Ewok tree village. That's true. Yeah. This person's got like a Peter Pan hat going on. What information are you trying to look up? The the who sings the song? Oh. <laughs> I had that somewhere. <laughs> Is it not coming up when you search Ewok's animated series theme song? Uh, that's what I'm searching now. No. <laughs> they Dude, that Ewok straight up hypnotized the ox. <laughs> that was the most bizarre line read. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Oh my goodness. Dude, it's Taj Mahal. Wow. That's yeah. who it was. That is That's a very famous bluesman. Yeah, see, I was right. Did I say jazz? No, you said blues. Okay. I think I said it interchangeably, actually, and I apologize for that. <laughs> to the jazz fans, I mean the blues fans. <laughs> Fuck, I did it. Either way. Oh. Apologize into both. There's Wicket. Wow. Wicket, what a baby. The sacks await? Why are you just dumping that? Don't toss the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Look. This reminds me of a time I was at Six Flags as like a kid, and I was waiting in line for a roller coaster, and I was really, really bored. And um, uh, I, it was like one Spider? of the the line like uh, had a, uh, it was like a bridge, I guess. Um, and so uh, there were other people in line below me. And, you know, I just, being a kid, just like was like, hey, it'd be funny if I just like spit. And like, oh no, you know, and I wasn't trying to like hit anybody, but it did hit somebody and like they got really mad at me. And like basically the park security said if I ever did it again, I'd be banned. So you should know that about me. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I always felt like I was on thin ice whenever I went to Six Flags after that. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> you got, you got scolded. You almost got taken to Six Flags jail, which I imagine is like Disney jail, but less fun yeah instead uh daffy whips you <laughs> instead of uh D- donald there you go <laughs> the bad guys are pretty ugly yeah they're pretty grotesque this guy looks like the fucking grinch he does look like the grinch that's exactly what he looks like cursed ewoks what makes the ewoks cursed how could you hate the ewoks because they're villains yeah, I know, but it's just like it makes the villains hard to believe because it's just like, why would they want to hurt something so cute, you know? Because they're they're do-gooders. Mm, yeah. Oh no. The sprite's been like very sexually chained. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, bondage? It seems pretty bondagey. Yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, she's being splayed out, yeah. Splayed. You said the word, not me. Hey, man. <laughs> oh no. Jesus. This Dude. thing's writhing in pain. Oh, no. I can't tell if it escaped or it's possessed now. If I was a kid, I'd be kind of, like, disturbed by this. I mean, He-Man was for kids, and that had Skeletor. Yeah, but Skeletor was just, like, so comically uh, inept at True. the same time. <laughs> he was. He had such a funny voice. Okay, so I think the sprite is possessed. Spread the force, death. 
This person is evil. Oh. It looks like fucking poop. It is poop. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of another Six Flags uh, experience I had where, like, um, it was my first time seeing fake poop. Like, somebody had put, like, fake poop. Uh, like a, like a, like you would buy, like, a prank shop? Yeah, yeah, like, on the ground. And I thought, oh, I that's thought what it they was would real have poop, and I was really shocked, and my mom had to, like, point out that it was fake, and I was just like, that's so cool. I didn't know you could do that. Fake poop. That's such, such a thing that they would sell at Six Flags, too. No, but they hadn't bought it at Six Flags. I mean, oh. like, they, they brought it in. That's know? even weirder. Yeah. Man, this lady Ewok just has all the bad things happen to her. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of fucked up, you know. She's like the wealthy dowager, basically. <laughs> Damn! Holy shit! She is the wealthy dowager, just like. Oh my god. See, it's like all of these cartoon writers like grew up on like Groucho Marx and Three Stooges reruns, like on you know sixties and fifties TV. Makes sense. So that all tracks. Uh, yeah, that's like all of their comedic influences. <laughs> He's got a target on his back, literally. Wait, is that supposed to be Wicked, or which one's Wicked? Drop the sack. So, is this old man just like the rascally old man? Like, he's the, is he like the uncle? I don't know. Because I feel like he's doing bad stuff. Is he the bad uncle? The the uncle who's up to... to who, what's the word I'm looking for? He refuses to grow up. Oh, yeah. The he's still child. playing throw the sack with the kids. <laughs> Come on, you're getting a little too old for throw the sack. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to grow up and put the sack away. <laughs> put the sack in your pants. Yeah, keep it in there. Keep the sacks in your pants. If you let the sack out, oh boy, that can, that can spell a world of consequences. Oh, man. You promised me. Ooh, Whoa. possessed sack. Mm, the floating sack. A lot of sacks in this show. Yeah, magic sacks. Sax, magic sax, magic sax. <laughs> He's gonna zap him. Get out of there, weird Grinchman. I just watched a western last night, and like the way it was like shooting at his feet was very uh, western like. Almost as if there was a snake in his boots. <laughs> almost, almost. Possessed Sprite. Ooh, she trilled her R. Wow. Oh, no. So they're basically going to kill the forest? Yeah, lightning and oh fire. Oh, my God. This is horrifying. Yo, is this what inspired a... Uh... Oh, shit. What's that? Fern Gully. <laughs> And subsequently, Avatar, a.k.a. Fringilly, the live-action movie. Clearly, it was on the mind, at least, of the... I don't know. Because Fringilly was, what, like, mid-90s, probably? I don't even know, man. I don't either. Man, Bad Uncle is on the work crew. Yeah, man. He doesn't want to work. Oh, no. Wicked... Wicket, you're making Wicket, it way no, worse. Wicket, no, <laughs> they're like, here, let's just hit the fire and see what happens. 
Yeah, you have a you have a lit. You've got a lit broom, dude. You'd think this happens more often, considering they're fucking like you know having barbecue spits up there in their fucking fluff, like you know uh, treehouse complex. Seriously, you know I'm surprised there isn't like a Great Chicago Fire every other day. The Great Ewok Fire of the Moon of Endor. We didn't start the fire. The fire's been burning since the world. Okay, I'll stop. No, it's okay. If you hadn't done it, I would have. Weird. When did that song come out? Do you uh, think this was like around it? this time? Whoa! How topical. Wicket's gonna be in big trouble. Wicket, he's got no self confidence, man. Yeah. He is clearly supposed to be the audience insert. Yes. You are supposed to identify with Wicket. Is that a lady or a not lady? A man. I think it's a boy. Blurdo. So that's like one of like the insults that they had to come up with because like even like, you know, uh, mild insults were considered too much for standards and practices. That so tracks. They, that definitely just, tracks. They had to just use Ewok words because of that. Just like how there's the, the, the Comics Code Authority. Uh, there's also the TV one. Yeah. Well, and those are, that's something that people I don't think understand is that these are self imposed censorships. Like the, uh, these companies are doing it because if um, the viewing public like complains enough to the FCC, then they get fined, basically. Right. Uh, So it's all to prevent anything from happening. Yeah, yeah. So you can technically show anything you want. Right. Um, You know, you just have to. uh, it's like how cable companies will show uncut movies. Yeah. They they do it every once in a while. Like you know, they can't yeah, do it. Very all the time. late at night, yeah. When people, you know, aren't paying attention. These are some spooky ass trees. This is quite the nightmare. Yeah, jeez. Crunch splat. Man, everything bad is happening right now. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't a nightmare. <sighs> Freaking liberals. Think <laughs> <laughs> trees are in pain. Yeah, guys. Remember can... when you saw part of it? This is horrible. Like the for- the forest is burning, and you can hear like the cries of like the Tinkerbells, and it's just like, what the hell? And the trees—they just said the trees are screaming. How are you going to do that? Also, I thought they lived in the village. No, I think this is. Uh, are they country Soho. bumpkins? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess they were like the scouts or something for the fire. All of his candy fell on the ground. He lost his marbles. (laughs) Nice. Hmm, water. It seems to have a extinguishing effect on the fire. (laughs) Stamped out of the spell. Duh. Moreg. 
I don't. How are you guys? How are you guys gonna fix it? Morag is such a wonderfully generic villain name. It really is. It just sounds vaguely mi- medieval. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like basically like anything with the word "more" in it is like you know villain villain worthy because that's like the Latin root for death. I never realized that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. In fact, that makes a lot of things make sense. Yeah. They come in every color. I like that one Ewok has like a Chewbacca-style bandolier going on. Oh, he totally does. Yeah. We do see like there's more than just brown Ewoks, though. I mean, that's pretty interesting. I don't, yeah. I think Caravan of Courage maybe had a white Ewok. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like the the witch one? Yeah. The priestess. Priestess, yes. Get it right. Jeez. So too cute. Very oh, cute. Oh, the kids love it. <gasps> Wicket? I think Wick, that girl might have a crush on Wicket. Yeah. The wealthy dowager is just like... <laughs> She's literally got like a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's the queen of the sprites? Oh, no. Suddenly, so these children, sad. Ewoks, ha- like can feel the trees. Do they have, like, I mean, like, I, I think it's like the force, kind of. You know, that is the force. Yeah. Being that, that True. That common feeling of all living things. You'd think they'd have a more sophisticated firefighting force. Like, serious... Well, no. I mean, they're pretty medieval. Wow. That's an evil, evil witch. Damned the river. Magic foam. Oh shit. Dude, catapults are garbage. Mm-hmm. Trebuchets forever. <laughs> catapults can't throw a 90 kilogram projectile over 300 meters. I'll tell you that so much. So, this is basically fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, the magic foam. What magic else would it be? Foam. Gasp. Oh, no. Catapult was so trash, it's going to burn now. Yes. Oh, magic foam everywhere. And they're saving the sprites. The wispies? Oh, like a will-o'-the-wisp? Yeah. Wipe. <gasps> the gliders. Mm. The voices in this show are like ridiculous. Like very kid show esque. Yeah. It's 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 so weird how voice actors almost seem to have like a kid's show voice. Like I don't know. 
It almost seems like kids' shows are just like they voice actors sound uniquely condescending almost. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I can see. I see what you mean. Look at this aerial firefighting. I thought they said it would take you right into the fire. To judge the boy, eh? I don't know if I can do the voice. Is this the voice? I think you're close. Ah. <laughs> the trees mustn't be harmed. Oh, man. The Wispies are really, like, doing it up. Oh, wow. Just gave a kiss to him. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny. Uh, this is this was written by Paul Dini, who, I have to look this up and confirm this, but, like, he's basically, like, one of the go-to, like, grim, dark comic book writers. Uh... Wait, which comic book writers? Paul Dini. But what did he? What comic book? Like, um, or just in general, he wrote comic books. Hold on, I gotta do something. The wealthy dowager was just covered in magic foam. Oh boy! Of course, God, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> uh, just you and I. Just the two of us. You and I. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the witch is covered in <laughs> foam thanks to the wispies. Classic. Classic hijink. Yeah, so the guy who did this went on to write for uh, Tiny Toons, Batman the Animated Series, Superman oh, the shit. Animated Series, the oh, new my goodness. Batman Superman Adventures, Batman Beyond. Dude, these are all like very key to my childhood. And uh, I don't know if you remember this from the 2000s, there was a Duck Dodgers uh, yes. series. The yes. Duck Dodgers reboot was really good. I remember liking it. I didn't it, watch least. it too much. I remember really liking it. Me and my brothers liked it a lot. Duck Dodgers was also one of our favorite, I think, just classic Looney Tunes bits. Yeah, it was very funny. Come on, Marvin the Martian. What's not to love? Mm -hmm. Oh, God, he worked on Clerks the Animated Series. That's funny. R.I.P. Oh, on to the next one. That was a quick 22 minutes, man. Yeah, these uh, breeze right past. So, yeah, Batman the Animated Series at all. I'll just include all the rest. Of Whoa, cool creatures. Did so, you see those? Yeah. He actually got to return to Star Wars um, and do the Clone Wars, actually. Wait, the, the 2D one? No, the 3D one. Oh. Yeah, he wrote three episodes, apparently. Who was the guy who, um, he was doing Clone Wars, and then he was he made an episode, he made an appearance in one of the episodes of Mandalorian. What's that guy's name? People are obsessed with him. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> He's one of the showrunners with, like, with John Farvel on. Shab Favreau? Yeah. Oh, Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni. That's the one I was looking for. He made an appearance? Uh, yeah, he had a cameo in oh, Mandalorian. Cool. I didn't hear about that. It was an episode with Bill Burr. Oh, that episode I was like really tired when I watched it, and I think I fell asleep, actually. His cameo and was at the very end. And then everybody was like, that was a really good episode, and I was like, fuck, I, don't, I didn't really watch it. <laughs> that I think that's one of my favorite of the not-serialized uh, episodes. Um, actually, I guess that one you could consider to be a little serialized. It's just all the cameos and like bit like character actors they had. I mean, they had Clancy Brown, who's one of my favorites in that episode. 
Oh yeah, that's right. He's in it. I have to rewatch that one. I need to rewatch the series. I don't know. It's like an interesting series that I want to reformulate my opinions on. I really, really liked it. I'll probably watch it again soon. I liked it, but I think it has um it has so much more room to grow. Um... <gasps> the magic, the magic dreidel. Remember. <laughs> I love this pterodactyl. I didn't know there were freaking pterodactyls on uh, the moon of Endor. Dude. The fourth moon of Endor? That's a that's a haunted dreidel. These these elderly Mantic Ewoks group. look so grave. Like they just look like so fucking serious and mad all the time. It's also weird to me how like <laughs> titties, man. It's just like a titties, but then it also looks like a dick and balls, too. It's both. <laughs> Titty balls. Uh, it's like dick. It's the new dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Beast of Plagueis. <gasps> Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, must play the sample. Oh, yeah, you get him, Wicket. Soap. <laughs> they gotta, ah, yes. they gotta get clean. <laughs> Soap is a weapon, as proved in Fight Club. True. <laughs> That's what I would say. Good joke. I like this guy. He says what I'm thinking. Oh shit! Magic soap. <laughs> So, magic, so. <laughs> Whoa, what's he painting? <gasps> Dude, he just turned the bush invisible. Sometimes I wish I could do that to George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The man to grow returns. I just love how they can't resist the temptation to just like re- recreate like human facial hair like on the Ewoks. It the one that wigs me out the most is this guy with the dark beard. Yeah. It's cut so strangely. Melty Dowager. Oh boy. I hope she gets foamed again. Oh wicked. <laughs> oh, it's from the intro. Why, yeah, uh, Yada. I love how it only turned his head invisible. <laughs> uh oh, I think she's got a crush on Wicket. <laughs> Two headed <laughs> buzzard vulture? Oh my god. Oh, more of the Grinch guys. Yeah, so it's like these are supposed to be like the comic relief, like uh, peons of the villain, I guess. Yes. The magic potion. I've never cared for that trope. Never cared for what? Like the stupid peons of the villain trope. They're kind of annoying. It's like Igor, you know? It's Yeah, it's all variants on that, kind of. Speaking of which, have you been watching The Outsider? No, I don't even know what that is. It's the new Stephen King adaptation on HBO. Oh, that's it. I see. I have. I'm just so 
out of anything Stephen King. He's such a big blind spot for me. Um, he's a big blind spot for me too. This is really like I've seen a bunch of Stephen King movies, obviously adaptations, but like I'm not like a, a Stephen King stan. Oh, but uh, okay. I mean, I would like to. I've never read any of his books, which is a big blind spot. But regardless, Outsider is really good. Jason Bateman uh, directed a couple episodes, and they're hmm. really, really well done. Ben Mendelsohn is the lead, I think, is or one of the leads, I should say, who he, I love. He was very good in Rogue One. He was one of the better parts of Rogue One, I thought. He's just he's one of my favorite working actors. He did a great job with his little arc. Agreed. Like, he really captured Ruh-roh. the... Ruh-roh. <gasps> banality of evil. Turtle man? What do you think this is? Oh. Oh, it's hippo like a hippo turtle. turtle. It's like that hippo. It's like the turtle that the world is on. You yes. Know? The, do you know, like, hippos are, like, the most dangerous animal or, like, one of the most dangerous animals in the entire world? Wow. I did not know that. I'll yeah. stay away from hippos. Yeah, stay the fuck away from hippos. They're super, super aggressive. How do you defend yourself? Okay, uh, why is it just, Two-headed like... Here's the recipe for creating, like, an Endor alien. Just take a Earth alien, I mean, an Earth animal, and then just give it two heads. Boom. Dunzo. Oh, there's, like, a king of the peons. Way to go, you dum-dum. Look at their weird tails have a circle around them. Yeah. I just... They just look like they're wearing pajamas, basically. (laughs) They totally do. My desperate hand. Why do they give um, comic relief characters lisps always? <laughs> Regular people have lisps. Wait, what is this? Yeah! Sorry, I'm like looking. I just caught something on Paul Dini's Wikipedia page where apparently his wife is magician and voiceover actress Misty Lee. So that's interesting. Whoa. Um, but then apparently their dogs uh, were featured in an episode of The Dog Whisperer. What? Yes. <laughs> Such a weird... It's yeah. so weird. Oh, look, the kids are going to do the chore. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's afraid of heights, too. That looked like Birdo. Yeah, like Qbert. Oh, yeah. Remember Qbert? I do. Folks forget about Qbert, but real heads remember. Real heads. Heads of what? I don't know. <laughs> I just love saying that phrase. <laughs> real heads will know. Real heads remember, like, <laughs> irrespective of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look, they're trying to, like, they're, they're doing some quick B&E. Seems shaman. Hey, look, I found <laughs> this dreidel thingy. No time to play. Ironic. If he had allowed him to continue spinning it, they would have found something extremely important. Yep. 
Wow. Whoa. Kind of reminded me of Alien. Seeing like a snake see come out of a mouth. <laughs> oh shit, this is gonna make me turn into Spider Man. <laughs> Here, I'll wash it down with some urn ashes. Uh oh. Now he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> Wait, does he have blue eyes? No, just regular eyes. Ah, soap. Ewok soap, specifically. <laughs> soap on a rope. Check it out. Paydirt. Paydirt. <laughs> why, why is he... What? I think of you. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate so this voice. A, there's a woman one? Oh, this is the most horrible voice. Why did they try to get the soap in the first place? Uh, I don't know. I think because they thought... I mean, Ewoks are known for the cleanliness, so they're just like, oh man, this Ewok soap has to be the best soap around. Like, this is like some real artisanal soap. Now the Ewoks have the magic soap. Ah, but now they... Or not the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, now they have the cloaking are. technology, basically. It's like, uh, you know, they stole it from the Romulans. So what are they going to do now that they're invisible besides bad shit? <laughs> Wicked looks like he's like being evil. See I think I think face? Wicked's just on edge, you know? That's just Wicked's, you know, game face. Spooky. Get off my tail! Sorry. Why is there always a bagger that talks like this? <laughs> Oops. Way to go, guys. There's the blue ox again. Really a giant head on that ox. Is there game plan that they're haunting the Ewoks? Yeah, I think they're just going to have some invisibility hijinks. Which are the best kind of hijinks, in my opinion. Oh, no. That one was throwing some clay. Yeah. Lauren does pottery. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. They broke all that pottery. Mm-hmm. Oh, pies? Yum. Oh, wow. Rude. Ooh. Here we go. He's going to... He's going to... Oh. Uh, I thought he was going to, like, helicopter away like on SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to... Oh, wait. He's going to... He's going to reveal them. Rut row. <laughs> What's the meaning of this? We're under attack. 
Dude, that paddle has a hole in it. Uh-huh. For aerodynamics. Yes. Wealthy Dowager. Alright. Wow. That's not how tree spirits work. I bet you all the old people are going to be like, okay, we got to leave our homes. And the kids are going to be like, no, guys. We feel the trees. That's not them. (laughs) Not now, Wicked. Shadow root soap. It's all coming together. They're having a very Nick and Nora moment. Yeah. Speaking of which, I could watch a thin man right now. What? Nick and Nora? Like the the Thin Man series? Oh, I thought you were talking about Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? That movie, though? Fine. Yeah, the, the novella I thought it was also right. fine. I didn't know it was based on a novella. It's very short. I read it. It took me, like, very little time. <laughs> hmm? The book, I would say, is actually a little bit better. Oh. It has more cred. Mm-hmm. In the ending of the movie, they're like just in some fake real studio in the book they go to Electric Ladyland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Nick and Nora was like a kind of like a noir. He's like a basically like a private eye. Him and his wife Nora are like they drink a lot. Uh there's a type of cocktail glass called a Nick and Nora glass because that's what they would use. Ah, okay. Uh some of the transatlantic era, so they talk with a vague accent. That sounds really interesting. They're really, really well done. Uh, the first one is at least. I've only seen the first one. But there's a whole series of them. How what what uh years are they from? Thirties probably. Thirties. Yeah. The noir era. Mm-hmm. So it's before the uh adoption of widescreen. Probably, yes. Lots of jokes. It's a, uh, it's almost a what's the word? Have you seen like screwball comedies, like His Girl Friday, for example? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I haven't seen them, but I'm familiar with uh, like their style. The yeah, mile the, a minute, yeah. quips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, you said this, and oh, well, guess what? I said this, and then you said that. Oh, and then if you yeah. think that, then your mother is a hamster. I, I'm just doing Monty Python. Your father smells like elderberries. Also. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, that's what was wrong with Monty Python. Was just like. Not enough screwball comedy, you know? Just, it needs to be in black and white. It needs to be black and white. It needs to be the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> this was their fundamental issue. <laughs> I mean, I've seen quite a bit of Monty Python, but I wonder if they did any, like, noir or screwball uh, send-ups. I doubt it, because I don't think those genres were as popular in uh, Britain. Oh, I didn't think about that aspect. Yeah, Good because point. they have their own, like, kind of comedy tradition. Uh, so they don't really need All to those Im- stock imp- characters. Yeah, they don't really need to import, you know, uh, American, you know, comedies because they've got their own. British uh, 
British, I guess, media, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's always uh, been very interesting to me how, like, a lot of a lot of characters and movies and things like that, they start on, like, radio. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's the true for America, too, but it's just, like, it hasn't... Though they haven't lived on to this day. Like, a lot of them died out. Right. Well, you look at, like, Alan Partridge. Yeah. Uh, which I think is one of my favorite uh, examples of that. Or, like, uh, Mighty Boosh, which... I watched a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah. But, like, that... There's... there's at least two or three instances of blackface and that kind of stuff. Well, I it. think it's because, you know, they have, like, um, their radio is, like, you know, publicly funded, so... Which is awesome. It hasn't been left by the wayside because it's no longer profitable, you know, well, like in America. American radio is all owned by, like, the same, like, three companies. Like, every station. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. messed up. I mean, British comedies are so bizarre, though. Like the, the what they had instead of like the screwball comedies and like the Hollywood comedies that we had were like you know these horrible like body comedies where like every other joke is like a double entendre. Yeah, um, it's just it's totally it's a cultural thing. You yeah, know? actually, um, I forget what show it was. I think it was like uh, that Mitchell and Webb look. Um, ah, Mitchell and Webb. They did a very funny parody of like that kind of movie. Um, it was like a seventies one specifically, and it was just called like body hospital basically, uh, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, basically everybody speaks in double entendres, but the new hire just like says sex things and doesn't like have a metaphor behind <laughs> it. And they're all just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> there you go. Mitchell and Webb is Peep Show, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought so. I never really got into it, but I uh, like their sketch stuff. It's a cringe, I mean, it's a cringe, like, the other thing is British people love cringe. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not so good with the cringe. They love to post cringe. My uh, my tolerance for cringe is not very high. Yeah, I mean, like, it was tough for me to get through Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm a little baby. I have never, like, I've watched lots of bits and pieces of, of uh, Curb, but I have not seen much of it because of the cringe aspect. Yeah, I mean... Even The Office, ooh, you know, Scott's Tots, um, I think I had to... That's tough. I I think I, I, I took three attempts for me to finally get through it all. I'm not very good with... Uh, I don't really care for The Office. It's a controversial opinion. Ooh. I watched seasons like one through five, and then I just never put it back on. Like, I understand why people love it. It just... I don't really watch it. I was the same. And then, like, my spouse, who stayed with it to the end, like, was like, no, there's actually some decent stuff, like, in those later seasons. So I watched them for completionist sake. And uh, That's fair. Yeah, there were some decent episodes still in there. Like, it wasn't universally terrible. Like, sure. I wouldn't say, like, the drop in the quality was as, like, uh, insane as The Simpsons was. Like, it felt like <laughs> there were still, like, each season had, like, at least, like, a handful this of decent episodes. This thing is episodes. cool as fuck, by the way. Yeah, this is really cool. The fucking pterodactyl. I love pterodactyls. They're very cool. I mean, just the idea that flight like evolved in dinosaurs is like so dope. Like, I think it's flight wild. has evolved on five separate occasions in like world history. So like, what? Birds, bats, dinos, insects, insects, and then human beings. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, sort of. <laughs> yeah. We mechanically contrived it. Yes. Um, I was more of a Parks and Rec guy myself. 
to to go back to the office. Um, oh, I yeah. watched that show to the end. That's uh, that's my I'll stand Parks and Rec forever. Yeah, Parks and Rec is so interesting because it's like a show that just could not be made now. Why do you say that? Because it's just such a different cultural moment that we're in now. I mean, like that's such an Obama era show to me. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. You're absolutely right. Yeah. When things seem just a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, you're going to get sick. There's soap on there. Wicket, you goof. This is like the everybody laughs and like cut to credits. Yep. Wow. That's it. So generic. What's this one called? Rampage of, of the, the Flogs. Dear Lord, Paul Dini, what a, what a scribe. What a guy. <laughs> Even if for just a half an hour. Dude, she's trying to jump Wicket's bones. Oh, it's not Wicket on there. I assumed it was Wicket. Who? Wicket. Oh, Tebow. Wait, Weebo? Sebo? Tebow. She said Tebow. Tim Tebow. That's what I was thinking. Remember when that was the thing people talked about? Yep. Because he prayed. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it. <laughs> Atheists hate him. <laughs> this football player prays to the Lord Jesus Christ, your savior. <laughs> He'd have more luck if he played if he praised <laughs> Satan. Just saying. Ooh, yeah. Oh man. Oh, the flogs. I read about these guys. They're the giants, right? Oh god, they're so disgusting. So lumpy. So oafish. Oh, there's oh, a baby. Oh, the baby giant. one is disgusting. Just a big blob. They kind of remind me of the Skyrim Giants, but not really. I can see the resemblance. They're more like ogre-ish. They're like, uh, kind of like yes. Shre Shrekian. Ogre-ish is, I think, apt. I would love to like be able to walk around like the Ewok uh, village in like a video game. That'd be so cool. I feel like it's in like a Battlefront game. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe it's Kashyyyk. Either way. Or no, it isn't a cool. Battlefront game, but it's just like, I don't know, it, uh, the old Battlefronts, like, the graphics aren't that great. It's not. I think it is in the new Battlefront, though. I should just, like, watch a video of that <laughs> on my nice TV. Oh, wait, is this the girl who likes Wicket? I think so. I She's like the, the, other the one kid that crush. Wicked. Yeah. Oh, yes, Wicket? Oh. She looks like she's Zing. just like ready to be made into like a plush doll. I'm sure they did. Like they've all got their little like, you know, cute little accessories that the kids can play with. You know, oh, she's got the hat and a braid. Mm -hmm. and you can, oh, yeah. <laughs> like this was clearly done like, you know, in, in in cooperation with like the toy makers, you know. Like yeah. they they were definitely the the, the the teams were in contact, you know, clearly. baby loved that i don't like the way that they're drawn because they're drawn in that like classical like idiot buffoon oaf like cartoon style yes and it's like really unsettling it's off-putting mm. like what's that one character on uh 
Looney Tunes, who's basically the the big furry guy. Yeah, yeah. I first forget his name. Yeah, and he's it's like that. Yeah, I will pet him and love him and call him George. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Which I think is just like you know making fun of uh, what's that book, The Grapes of Wrath, or the other book? Oh, Mice and Men. Mice and Men. <laughs> Steinbeck, whatever. Of Mice and Men. Yeah. I never read it. Spider-Men are back. Wow, the spiders look even creepier now. Yeah, damn. Harm him not. Is he <laughs> hypnotizing the baby? It's like a scepter. It's like Rita Repulsa shit. <laughs> Rita Repulsa? Oh, dude, the witch floats. I never noticed that before. That's kind of dope as hell. I love floating witches. With, like, scepters, and they're, like, diminutive and, like, old ladies. Spooky. I hate this so yeah, much. Yeah, I hate their fake, like, they don't speak basic, really annoying me. I think it would be even worse, actually. <laughs> Are those Ewok things? Oh, they f it's a frame job. Mm -hmm. He's exploiting the giants for their for their for their labor. <laughs> Damn. This is a, quite a commentary on uh, the machinery of capital. That's my kind of hammock, actually. You know, I prefer to be entirely encapsulated within it. Rolls over. He looks like looks like a sausage. Yeah. The netting looks like a waiting to be picked at the deli. The oh my god, her floating is so great. I just like love like the just the the little like animation cycle that she's in. It's perfect. She's not floating anymore. I think she is. We just can't see her fake feet. I just want to see her, like, going up and down like she was. Is she hypnotizing the Dulux, too? That doesn't work on me. I think oh. she's going to zap him. Yeah. Threaten to zap. He's playing. The threat worked. He's going to beat the shit out of the Duloc. What do you think? <laughs> yes. Because he's a baby, but he's a giant. And we're off to the races. This animation is just so Disney-influenced. Uh, he's very Gummy Bears-esque. Yeah. Care Bears, too. Ooh, Care Bears even more. Tailspin, kind of. Oh, Tailspin was awesome. Love Tailspin. Oh, like the cute little tailspin? weird like bat. Blue? Like, yeah, I think so. Cause he's supposed to be the the bear from Jungle Book. Jungle Book, but like a pilot, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's the plot, you know, because that's like a thing that can happen. And then King Louis in it. He's just like he wears like a Hawaiian shirt the whole time. <laughs> the orangutan. 
I honestly remember, never really watched it. Tailspin had the cool the, the kid who was like a cool guy. <laughs> he wore like a bomber jacket, and yeah. a backwards red hat, and he had a little board that was like half moon shaped, and he would like he'd have a, a ski like if you're water skiing like the the tow rope, mm-hmm. and he would like hang out behind the plane and like surf in the air. I guess <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. That's it's very so bizarre when I'm trying to describe it. I can't, yeah, so it's like Tailspin, it's like I remember like the, um, I think it had been off the air for a couple years by the time like I was a kid, um, but like the uh, paraphernalia and miscellaneous, uh, you know, memorabilia was still floating around, and sure. like, you know, my mom, like if she was at like a thrift store and like needed to get me like folders for school or something, like, tailspin. you know, there was a Tailspin <laughs> folder I had, I remember. That's awesome. Yeah. You've got your hood up. I should put my hood up. Ooh. I want to be a cool guy with a hood. Be hood boys? Yeah. Oh. This thing is like cute. Yeah, flying squirrel bat thing. It's pr- it's the cutest animal I've seen thus far on the show. Yes, agreed. It's got like an anteater face. Mm-hmm. A snoot. The guy, whoever's doing this voice right now, has done voices for other people. Like the blonde, had it behatted. What's what do you call a person who's wearing a hat? <laughs> <laughs> Malarney, <laughs> Malarkey. Malarkey. Joe Biden's a writer for this show. <laughs> Rut row. I'm so disengaged. Yeah, I just don't care for this. This is just not watchable. There's like very little in the way of stakes. Truly. Especially because I think we're watching these like one after another. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like as a, if I saw this as a kid, I'd be so bored by this. I'd be like, oh, let's fucking just see what's on Nickelodeon. Yeah, what's next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god, that voice is so awful. Ugh. Yeah, you Ew. don't need to be gripped by the baby. You gotta be the baby's dolly. Oh no, his diapy's dirty? Oh, there's diaper play in this show? Yuck. <laughs>
Damn. He did it. He changed the diapy. It's going to poop all over him again. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if there was like another forest fire and then the Ewoks discovered that they can use the giant's poop as fire extinguisher. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I would hate that so much. Brattling. <laughs> so... That's gonna, yeah, he's gonna just gonna like, yep, that's okay. That's exactly what I thought was gonna happen. He's gonna wreak havoc on the Duloc's uh, business. Love it. Oh. Yes. Oh, you're helping the enemy. Jeez. No. Now, now the the giant's gonna wreak havoc. Here's another thing that I hate about the these the, the flogs. They have the egg-shaped head with like the little tuft of hair at the top. Yeah, it makes them so look like annoying. those Zippy the Pinhead characters, which I always fucking hated. I don't even know who that is, but I know I uh, It's like an alt comic thing from like the 60s and 70s, I think. Got it. What is the one with the feather in his hat named? Is that um, Paplu? Paplu? That sounds like an Ewok name. Let's check Wikipedia. Paplu. No. Paplu is the one with the with the mustache. Ah. Bad uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a brother of uh of Wicked. That's my guess. Oh, Paplu was one of the Ewoks that stole the speeder bike. Ah. Kenny Baker played uh, Paplo too. By the way, interesting. Dulocks have realized what's happened. Tebow. Oh, is that Tebow? Yeah. Oh. Is there like a list of Ewoks? Unclear. Tebow, voiced by Eric Peterson. What? We've been framed. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh oh, is the shaman doing some magic? Yeah, he did. He saved the the children Ewoks, the little girls. 
rut row. Did you know that there was a television miniseries regarding Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau, a.k.a. Justin Trudeau's dad? There was a what television series? Called Trudeau. Like, about Justin Trudeau's dad, the former Prime Minister. What kind of series was it? A miniseries. Oh, was it a Canadian miniseries? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm looking up the guy who does the voice of Tebow, whose name is Eric Peterson. And that's in his uh, filmography. Wow. You fucked up, Wigget. <laughs> yeah, that would help you, dumb dumb. Yeah, the guy who does the voice of Tebow, he sounds pretty, like, his voice sounds very familiar, but I think he just has one of those voices, because looking at his uh, filmography, I got nothing. Hmm. I have to say, I'm very much over this show. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot watch another one after this. This episode is really boring. The Duloc lady is just really, really weird. She's got the weird makeup thing going on, like, with, like, almost, like, curlers in her hair. Yeah. It looks like a like a caricature like of like the like the mean mom or like mean aunt. She's got like the blue stuff all over her eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. She's like always, you know, in the curlers. Yeah. And like her weird little poncho thing mm-hmm. uh just adds to that. It looks like like a nightgown kind yeah. of thing. Damn. I didn't notice that that was that caricature until now. Good, like a straight-up humming, hummingbird. Should have given it two heads. <laughs> Singing Ewoks. Putting all the Dulocks to sleep. They should just watch this show. <laughs> Rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> I said Rimshot yesterday after someone made a joke, and I got a very dirty look, because I think they didn't know what Rimshot was. I think they might have thought it was sexual. Yeah, I think they definitely thought it was sexual. Why'd you just do but um? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's an episode of Archer with a uh, Keegan Michael Key and uh, uh, J.K. Simmons being detectives, mm-hmm. and they, there's a whole bit about rim shots, uh, and they say like rim shot. Wow! Instead of going but um. You know, it'd be really funny if there was like a parody of uh, Whiplash. Catapults again! Come on! <laughs> It's a parody of Whiplash, but instead it's like uh, training to be a drummer for like a like a like a turn of the century vaudeville house, and like it's J.K. Simmons. I want to watch this. <laughs> Being like, no, you're too early on the rim shot. You need to wait. <laughs> you would... need to wait a beat. <laughs> I want to see that. I would watch that. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> also, J.K. Simmons, one of. The, uh, Phenomenal actor. His voice. Just so... Wow. Yeah. Uh, For me, up there with Clancy Brown's voice. Was your introduction to him uh, Spider-Man? Of course. Yes, J. Jonah Jameson, baby. My introduction to Clancy Brown was Spongebob. Oh, yeah. 
he did the voice of uh, what Merlin or Mr. Merlin? Krabs. Oh shit, he was Mr. Krabs. Yeah, I was gonna say he did Poseidon. That oh fuck, he totally was Mr. Whoa, dude. Oh, well, my mind's being blown right now. Remember when he was on Lost? Vaguely. He was the guy that... Uh, Wait, um, who was he? He was the guy that Desmond replaced in the Dark Oh, Man shit, that's right. Yeah. Dude, he was great as the Kurgan in Highlander. I feel like we've talked about Highlander on the show before, or I brought it up before. Yeah, and I still have not yeah. seen it. Dude, the quickening. Every time I think about the Force, I think of the quickening, <laughs> which is from Highlander. It's on, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime, I believe. Huh. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's a great 80s uh, action movie. I like 80s action movies. Uh, That's when action movies were still good. Agreed. Plus, there's, like, immortals killing each other. Lots of beheading. It's great. <laughs> Plus, you get uh, Sean Connery playing a Spanish man. Ooh, 80s Sean Connery or maybe is such a he's wild supposed card. To be, maybe he was supposed to be Egyptian. <laughs> Either way, he was playing not a white character. <laughs> Clancy Brown, also great in Shawshank Redemption. Very good in Shawshank. He's good in everything he's in, honestly. Yeah, he's unbeatable. He was in um, the first season, at least. I only watched the first season of the show Sleepy Hollow um, that came out like probably like five years ago. <laughs> Never watched that one. It was pretty good. At least the first season was. He got killed in the first episode, though. Spoiler alert. Oh, really? He pops up a lot, though, so don't worry. Hmm. Killed in the first episode, but does he does he, does his character like cast a shadow over the rest of the show? At least the first season, yeah. Okay, they bring him back for like you know flashbacks and like yeah, the main characters imagining him. It's like a very six feet under ap- approach. Um, I was reading a little article the other day about uh, you know, when they kill off the main, seemingly the main character, very very early. Yeah, it's like a misdirect. Yeah. What did the article con- come to as a conclusion? No, it was just a list on like AV Club. Oh, okay. Sometimes they'll, like, editorialize about it and, like, uh, try to gather some sort of greater meaning. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now they love the Ewoks. May the light spirit go with you! And that's all we wrote. Yeah. I can't. No. Yeah. No. Oh, no, it's not stopping. Oh, this a different writer. So maybe this is better? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think so. Wow, that sucked. Um, yeah, I mean, but to be fair, I guess, this, we got we to contextualize it, right? I mean, it's we touched show. on this. We It's a kid's show from the mid-'80s, and, like, this is, like you said, it's Saturday morning. Like, they're going to show one of these, you're going to go on your way, and you're gonna, not going to see anything until next week. Yeah, it's yeah. not bingeable. I just feel like, I don't know, would kids at the time, did kids at the time actually like this? Because, like, I think if I was a kid, I would have felt insulted by this show. I think you need to remember the landscape wasn't great at that point. That is true. But, I mean, there were better things to watch than I think this show. But I think this had a primetime slot. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I would assume that this was just, like, standard Saturday morning fare. You'd kind of just be plopped down in front of the TV. This would come on. You wouldn't change it because, you know, more cartoons. I guess, I don't know. I mean, what's to stop me from changing the channel to, like, you know, there's Whatever NBC Saturday morning. There's only three channels in the 80s, remember? Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> like, you know, you can sh- still change the channel regardless. True. You don't have to be watching Ewoks. <laughs> I would change the channel personally. Like, I would be so excited for a Star Wars thing, and then I'd watch maybe the first episode and be like, okay. And then watch the second episode and be like, uh, I don't know. Watch the third episode, be like, okay, I literally cannot watch another episode of this show. But I think that's what would have happened to me. I don't know. I think I would have watched it, honestly, because... 
like I said, it, it's going to be a once a week thing, and it's in a block, and then you know whatever. I mean, you're not going to be you're not gonna, the the sh- the shortcomings are not going to be as apparent because you're not watching them all in a row. I Plus, it's so. broken up by commercials. Yeah. I just have a hard time when I was a kid, like watching shows that I didn't like. I just like oh, sure. would avoid them like the plague, and like I did a lot of shows I avoided. Like like if they if if I literally like passed by it, like going through the channels, I would get like upset. <laughs> like I remember, I used to get like upset whenever I would stumble upon Family Guy because I hated it so much, <laughs> and like not because it's like particularly bad or anything, but just because it was so popular. And the people that liked it the most were the people I hated the most, typically. Dude, that's one of those things. Like, people, if, like, we touched on this, like, a couple episodes ago, like, how I do like Doctor Who, but my, I don't like the fandom. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, well, the people, the people that I know that like this show, I don't care for. Therefore, I don't care for this show. Mm -hmm. It just puts you in a very weird spot. Because you might, I mean, like, like you said. Family Guy isn't like bad per se. Like I've not... laughed at many Family Guy jokes. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's you associate it with like a bad thing. Yeah, it's all association, man. Mm-hmm. And that can kill something. It truly can. I'm surprised it doesn't Slippery kill Star slope. Wars for me, but I think Star Wars is just so omnipresent that I think like it's Ubiquitous. like fandom can never define it. Basically, which is something I love about it. Mm. Um, I, uh, I would agree. I mean, there is a certain you know neckbeard stereotype for to a Star Wars that's, fan. That's certainly true, but, but I think, yeah. yeah. There's, I feel like Star Wars is so far beyond that, especially at this point where every like so many people are Star, Star Wars fans from all across, you know, race, creed, religion, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's something I appreciate about Star Wars, and it's something that I'm glad that we're cognizant of because I think in the past people really underrated Star Wars' popularity. Agreed. Even though it was one of the most, you know, popular things of all time um you know i think people still like just were just like well whatever that's kid stuff you know people just forget about it it's a flash in the pan but it just always comes back it's just you know it's uh, you can't kill star wars you cannot kill star wars they've tried multiple times i mean look at look at what jj abrams did <laughs> rim shot uh well <laughs> if you come at the king you best not miss <laughs> truly how long have we been, we've been recording for? I mean, like, we can probably record 15. for another 15 yeah. minutes, man. I don't give a shit. No, nah, maybe we may as well wrap it up. We don't need to. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to. I mean, we can. I'm happy to to shoot it and, and uh, wax poetic about Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess we can, like, kind of wrap it up and just, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, our overall feelings. We and don't then, need to rush it, though. Yeah, we can let that, you know, kind of take its path as it goes. Um, for sure. All right, so let's start off with uh, we can start with camp value this time. What I do you think of the camp pretty, value? Pretty pretty high camp value. Yeah, this is getting this into is like, like eight or nine. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say seven eight, but eight or nine I would definitely entertain as well. Yeah, this is like it, it, you know here's a good measure. If you put this on a t-shirt, like how desirable would this be at like a thrift store in Logan Square? Um, and this show would might be sh- people would would stab each other. Yeah, for this mm-hmm. if this was at Brick or Brack, it would be gone after like thirty seconds. And they would being on the shelves. Yeah, they'd be they like put a hefty price tag on it too. yeah and like they'd advertise it on instagram vintage too. ewok short one hundred dollars yeah S- says small fits extra small <laughs> yeah S- when, when you're at that point that's when you know the camp value is high 
Yes. So. I think bric-a-brac is a great uh, great measuring. Yeah. Great measuring stick. <laughs> how quickly would bric-a-brac sell this if it was on a t-shirt? Oh, God. That's how you know. So fast. <laughs> I love that store. That store is so amazing. Yeah. Let's shout it out. Uh, it's at Belmont Sh- and uh, Kedzie? Uh, yes. Belmont and Kedzie. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, also, um, they always they have their... Once a year, they get their mural change that's on the Kedzie side. Yes. And that's uh, Sick Fisher comes and redoes it every year. And Wonderful it's artist. Amazing. I follow him on Instagram. He's, he's my great. favorite local artist. And well, he's not local anymore. He moved to California. Yeah. Why you got to do us like that, Sick? He used to live uh, like right here in California over here. Oh, really? So all the all the shops between Augusta and Division, so it's like four blocks, um, like there's a bunch of his uh, artwork on the fronts. Like he did the, the storefronts for like restaurants and, and stores. And That's so awesome. awesome. It's really great. When I, uh, <laughs> I've done like a <laughs> street art tour with friends where I just show them all the sick fishers in that little. That's corridor. really cool. Yeah. It's really fun. I would do that too. If I could, uh, uh, if I, if I lived in this neighborhood, I mean, it's fun stuff. Yeah. He's great. I really love his style. Um, but yeah, uh, this is, uh, shout out, shout out Bric-a-Brac. Great, great record store. Great, uh, great fun stuff. Uh, Basically, oh, how you would describe it? If it if it was on TV in the eighties and nineties, you can probably find something related or in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's why it's so wonderful. It um, is. It's it's a great great shop. Yeah, cassettes, VHSs, records, collectibles, collectibles, great great pins and patches as well. Yeah, yeah. Overall, great spot. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so after Camp Value, we go to well, we would fan cast it, but. No, we need to do that. No. Um, contribution to lore. Unclear if this really contributes anything. Yeah. Um, let's let's take a look at the uh, Wikipedia page and see what um, we see as like first appearance because that's a good thing. Cool thing about uh, Wikipedia is that. Um, um, God. Okay. I keep like we have like it, it put on two screens and it's like really difficult for me to find the mouse. It's it goes. You got to go left, bud. But it oh okay <laughs> all right go. um so Wiki- Wikipedia so Wikipedia has this cool thing where uh, on a page uh, for like a Star Wars media thing it will show you what pieces of lore Shit. made their first appearance The Adventures of Tebow yeah I was looking at this book okay so here's the Ewoks TV series um, wow there's a lot in here um. Okay, let's go to first appearance. Um, well, I mean, we definitely get continuations of characters from both Return of the Jedi and uh, Ewoks Caravine of Courage. So bare minimum, there's that. Yeah, we get a continuation of the use of gliders by Ewoks, which mm-hmm. is a fun little, little. Uh, I don't know. I don't even. I wouldn't even call that like an Easter egg necessarily, but a fun little continuation. Yeah, so you have that at least. One of the best parts of Caravine of Courage was the glider. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think like anything else in this like really comes back in the expanded universe. I mean, they like I think this like is made fun of in like other like Star Wars properties. That like, doesn't surprise me. Um, hold on. Um, okay, so apparently in the novel Fate of the Jedi Outcast, um, there's a reference to the show. Uh, yes. Um, and it's you know a derisive reference. Apparently, Ben Skywalker, who is a son of Leia and uh, Han. Um, Classic. This is, you know, before uh, Disney bought Star Wars. Um, Why was his last name Skywalker? Okay, so when he sent, when he like um, takes a deep breath of uh, a helium-rich atmosphere, 
He sings, and his voice is described as being high and ridiculous as that of an animated Ewok in a children's broadcast. Jesus H., that's pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's kind of, oh boy. Who wrote this? Let's, uh, we, should, we should make fun of this person. <laughs> Are we going to w- read this book? <laughs> we ought we to. We might at some point. Um, this was Aaron Alston. What year? In 2009. Oh, okay. He looks like a serious nerd. He wrote a bunch of X-Wing books. Okay, we'll probably oh, read some of those. Hell I think. yeah. Um, will that have Wedge? Yes, it will. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> apparently, developers of Star Wars Galaxies watched the entirety of the Ewok series in preparation for creating Endor. Huh. Okay. Um, let's see. You know, that reminds me. Uh, we were talking about Star Tours a little bit, I think, last week. Yes. Uh, read, I was reading about it, kind of just getting more into the weeds about that. Man, I wish I could have gone to Star Tours. That would have been cool. Yeah, I've never, I never went on it. We should find somebody who's been on it to talk about it. That'd be, uh, that'd be a cool thing to talk. Yeah, I, I would like that. Yeah, you should like reach out to your. I don't know. I don't know who would have gone on Star. Tours. Wait, where was it? Was it in Cal? Was it Disneyland? I think they had it at both. Um, hold on. Because I mean, now it, what do they call it? Like World of Star Wars? Yeah. But I mean, that's not Star Tours. Now it's Star Tours, the adventure continues. Ah. Um, okay, so the attraction um, debuted at Disneyland. Okay, so land, California. Um, and then um, it also was at Tokyo Disneyland, Disney Hollywood Studios, and Disneyland Paris. So no, there was never one at uh, Disney World. Got it. I went to Disneyland, I think, when I was a wee wee child. I should ask my parents if we went to Star Tours. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have somebody on who had actually been on the Star Tours ride. Um, maybe this would be... There's another podcast called Podcast the Ride. Um, what? Podcast the Ride? I bet, yeah, and they just, you know, basically it's just all about uh, roller coasters and different amusement park rides. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying there was a ride called Podcast. No, no, it's like, a podcast. You just sit in one room and then you just you talk at each <laughs> other. <laughs> I wonder if they've done a Star Tours episode. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. And if they haven't, maybe we could do a crossover. No! <laughs> they got Kyle Mooney for it. Oh, hell yes. Oh, okay. We're going to have to... I'll have to listen to that later. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that too. I bet Kyle Mooney would be great. Kyle Mooney, probably my favorite part of current SNL, honestly. <laughs> well, I guess him and Beck Beckett and... Uh, plus, like, cause what, what was their old thing called? Good Neighbor? Was yes, that? yeah. Before they were on SNL. Yeah. Do you remember when Beck Beckett had that weird, uh, like dad goatee like the the mustache beard thing for a lot of good neighbor he had that oh yeah i yeah i do remember that he it 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 works for certain characters it worked for characters but it was horrible (laughs) yeah 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 no he had that uh goatee i believe in uh this movie i recently saw him in uh called the unicorn oh that's on um is that on netflix Uh, yeah it was either that or amazon or hulu maybe even um, that's not helpful oh, at all. Oh, 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 yeah, I think it was on Hulu. Uh, it's That's the one with the other guy from Good Neighbor, right? Yeah, the one that didn't get cast on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at that. It's so mean, but I'm pretty a dick, actually, so whatever. I don't know anything about him. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he played like the owner of a strip club uh, who was like, uh, you know, this bisexual guy with like a bizarre past. And uh, he had a goatee and it was like the perfect, you know, uh, stylistic choice for that character. Plus, he was, you know, a strip club owner. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to grow goatee, you know, to be qualified. They they won't give you the the business license unless you got a goatee. Mm-hmm. They take one look at you and it's like, if you have just a mustache, sorry, buddy. Yeah, come back when you have the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Very key that they connect. If they're not connecting. No go. <laughs> Okay, um, so lore contribution probably like a five, oh, maybe like less, lower. like yeah. three. Yeah, this at this point maybe like a two even. I mean, we get a lot of continuations of things, but that's not necessarily a contribution to lore. Yeah, it's I mean, more just kind of building. Yeah, nobody. So, uh, I mean, for building an aspect though, maybe I'd go as high as a four. Okay, yeah, especially if like you know the guys making the Star Wars MMO from like the mid two thousands felt this was worthy to watch in preparation for them designing Endor. I guess that lends itself some, you know. Credibility for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Then let's. I guess like overall quality. Two. Yeah. I'm gonna say this was like a two or a one. It's just really this. This format is not. Uh. Does not lend itself to. Uh. What's the word I want to say? Binge watching. I guess. Yeah. It doesn't lend itself to to watching it multiple in a row. It gets real boring and yeah, it's not very funny. Mm-hmm. Granted, I... we're also again adults. Yeah. This is for children, but still. I don't know. And Droids was still, like, you know, ostensibly a children's show, but... Uh, Target Audience was a little older, though. Just a little older, but it really made all the difference. And also, I mean, like, I don't think just because a show is for kids, it doesn't mean it has to be, like, dumb as fuck, you know? Correct. True. But I think that's a that's a newer concept, you know? That is true, and I, I do feel like I was kind of spoiled as a kid with, like, you know, a good uh, kids' shows. Bob. Yes. SpongeBob. SpongeBob Forever. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because this is like before the creator-driven era of uh, animation. Batman the Animated Series, we were talking about Paul Denny earlier. I mean, Batman the Animated Series was excellent. I mean, that had a case of the week aspect. Yeah, I mean, that's how you do a licensed property, you know. It's oh, like for sure. You basically, you know, take the creator-driven approach and just, you know, have um, that guide the property, you know, rather than um, having it kind of be like a art by committee and you know sure. having executives um you know deciding like what you know has the biggest q rating with like 10 year olds <laughs> and shit you know um i think yeah because batman the animated series was creator driven i think that helped a lot so do you remember years ago when we went to go see mask of the phantasm the oh god the tv movie yeah you fell asleep i think yeah dude point. i got i like what well, i was coming from a party like oh that's right you just invited me out of nowhere i think and, like, I was, like, already, like, so drunk at a party. And, like, you know, I'm making bad decisions because I'm drunk. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll bring this 30 rack that I brought to the party that, like, people haven't really drank much of because the host had beer. <laughs> and I'll just bring that to <laughs> the music box. And I'm just, like, cracking open <laughs> beer after beer because I'm already drunk as fuck. <laughs> and then I just, like, fell asleep. And then you woke me up at the end of the movie. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I missed it. <laughs> they, um... <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny night. I just remember looking over at one point, and you were just like slumped over. I was like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> that's um, embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, they so they showed it at the music box at the like it was a midnight showing. Also, I mean that didn't yeah. help. I was very tired. I was not enough at one point. I think, but uh, they showed like the behind the scenes. Like I'm sure it was just like included in like the DVD release or the VHS release, whatever they were playing it, yeah. on, projecting it on. Um, and it was just like the background. It was really cool. Like you talk about like 
if it's creator owned and driven or whatever, rather creator driven, like they were talking about how they like they came up with their own style and it's like they called it dark deco because it was like art deco but noir. And it, I mean, that's what really made Star Wars, Batman the animated series for me was just like that environment and that like style mm-hmm. and like their dedication to it was really excellent. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a that style just fits Batman because that was the era that Batman became Batman. Like, you know, yeah. yes, Batman was like invented in like the 20s or 30s or whatever, but it didn't really like become Batman until that noir era in the, like, the, in the, yeah. in the 40s and 50s. Plus, um, it, it helped, I think, that they got Kevin Conroy, who to this day does most, I, was, I don't think he does all, but he does most of the Batman voice work um, for all those related properties. And plus, from Batman the Animated Series, the success of that is what, like, it's the same art style went on to be the the um, the Superman animated series that was, like, a yeah. pairing. Justice and it went League. On to, well, yeah, Justice League, Batman Beyond, Justice League Unlimited. Like, it, that same art style was continued throughout so many of those properties. Um, it, it's wild, the... Uh, how involved and how uh, influential that was. Yeah, and I mean, to these, to this day, I mean, that art style is kind of like my, when I imagine these heroes in my brain, I imagine that Same. art style. For, for sure, me too. Yeah. I mean, Justice League was on, I would say, probably at like the perfect time for me and my brothers. Like, my brothers and I loved Justice League. We'd watch that cartoon all the time. Yeah. Because that was like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. My little, my youngest brother was just old enough, I think, for that to yeah. start to click. Mm-hmm. Good shit. It really. was a great show. Great theme song, too. Yes, excellent. Great intro. Justice League Unlimited, I think, lost a little steam, but that was, like, yeah. that was a continuation series. I wasn't quite into that. But. I, I really liked how they, they were able to dig into like the deep cuts to heroes, though. That, that's what was cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. I think another thing that really made Justice League stand out for me was I think it helped if you had seen Super Friends to oh, compare sure. it against. Yeah, because it's just like... Super Friends is ridiculous. Yeah, that is such a weird, weird show. And I only saw it because, like, it was in the 90s when Cartoon Network Boomerang. didn't have a ton of original programming. So Boomerang was just part of Cartoon Network because <sighs> Those were the days. that's just how they burned off all, like, the Bar- Hanna-Barbera library, yep. you know. It was in, in summers, like, for, like, the, I, I want to say it was, like, summers and in the morning, Boomerang, the Boomerang programming block was always on. Yeah, yeah. I remember Boomerang being, like, a... At least a yearly event, if not like semi annually. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I don't remember. And that. then it became a channel. Yeah, which I got really mad about that because it was like I couldn't watch Boomerang anymore. I was kind of pissed. Yeah, damn, <sighs> fuckers. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? What can you do? Cartoon Network in the two thousands. Do you remember those uh, bumpers they used to do? Maybe this was after your time, uh, where it was like a cartoon city. Um, and like the city was like, you know, pretty realistically rendered, but you'd still have like, you know, the cartoon, like, uh, style characters walking around, um, and just doing, you know, day-to-day chores and stuff. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I feel like I saw some of that. It was a really good, interesting, like art style. Um, it was around like 2004, maybe 2005. Okay. I would definitely, I would definitely still be watching Cartoon Network at that point. I was a, I was a. I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, I was still watching until, Cartoon Network. Like, until far older than I Yeah, well, it's because like I didn't really have a reason to stop watching it because... Um, they, Brothers. Well, Brothers, one. But then, two, they kept like making shows that were still like not age-inappropriate for me to be watching, like Adventure Time. Yeah, you know, it's sure. like, you know, that... You could be like well into your twenties and like still like people wouldn't think you were that weird for watching Adventure Time. People stand Adventure Time. Yeah, to it. this it's day. Good. Yeah. Um, I've watched some Steven Universe recently. That's like seems to be like 
I feel like stepping into that. Uh, yeah, I never checked that one out, but it was done by. Uh, it's really short, yeah. like fifteen minute episodes. So it's a good like. Adventure time is too. So I'm just like, well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got that uh, popcorn quality on it. Yeah, it's like I'll just mm. watch one real quick. Yeah, that's nice for sure. Makes it super digestible. Yes. Ah, oh, all right, man. Well, Wrap I think up, we've I uh, yeah had a pretty good conversation here. So uh, yeah, I guess until next time, uh, we can we can call it here. All right, excellent. All right, well, uh, much love to all of our listeners, and uh, yeah, I don't know what thing we're going to do next, but it'll be a laugh riot, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. Well, this is Cole signing off. And Victor signing off. Goodbye. Good night and good luck. Oh.